0: Hello and welcome to the First Issue Club podcast, where your weekly reading club for first issues, the special place where, just like Sue Storm, we love a good read. We're riffing here. I'm coming hot off the cuff.
1: Wow, good folio. (laughs) Oh
2: God, the humanity, somebody help me.
1: I've closed the door.
0: Oh, Oh, wow. Bravo. (laughs) Thank you. Um, We're back. We're going to do the same thing we always do if this is your first time listening to the show. Hey, the intro said a little bit. Let me fill in the gaps let me finish off this mad lib. isn't sometimes when you're reading comic books, isn't that the place where the story really happens? It's kinda in between the panels, in between yeah. the words. The it's words like that jazz. I said. It's just like oh no more jazz. jazz. No more <laughs> jazz. Yeah. Okay, Hot yeah. Jazz in we'll my take, face. We'll take a break on on the, the jazz metaphors. <laughs> um <laughs> The idea is we're talking about first issues each and every week so we can have an accessible reading club conversation with you all. Mm -hmm. You'll see some of the titles of the books that we're covering in the show title. And we're just going to have a chat about what we thought about the book and what happens in it, yada, yada. Uh, You don't have to have read the books to follow along. Sometimes it's a good place to get recommendations, and that's awesome. Um, We're also going to talk some industry news Related to comic books and the medium and nerd stuff, sometimes movies, too. Um, we've also got a Patreon. If you listen to this and you can't get enough, there's a, a bonus episode waiting for you for the low, low price of three ninety nine a month, an episode a week. That's the intro spiel. It was very good. I'm taking a breath now. I'm going to have a sip of my fernet. You and that fernet. I do like it. DJ Digestive. DJ Steve. I do feel like if you if you asked most people to name a hipster douchebag drink, Fernet's at the top of a lot of people's You're lists. the only person I know that has drank it. This is the I,
2: first time in my 35 years I've heard the word Fernet.
0: Is that right? Yes. I think there's a lot of people rolling their eyes at old Mike D of the first issue club. Maybe we hang out in different... Sippy sipping on this. <laughs> Clubs. But...
2: I thought you were sipping brandy.
0: No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. That'd be I, thought, much, I thought that was Kool-Aid. Much cooler. Uh, give, I say give me a pass because I am second generation Italian. We we grew up with this stuff. We drink it, you know, along with our desserts, all all that good stuff. So Is it alcohol? I, I need my kind of menthol liqueur. Is it yes, ma- isn't it Is it Malort
1: also a digestif?
0: I don't know <laughs> that about Malort. Yeah, um, I think uh I exp- think Milwaukee's Best is too. Explain Malort cuz I think that's a very re- regional thing. I think
1: is a prank. <laughs> it's from Chicago.
2: <laughs> it's not from Chicago, but that's where it's. I thought it was big. Air quotes, popular.
1: I thought it was made I'll, in I'll tell the you Chicago. What,
0: it's not popular anywhere else. Yeah, that's the only place I've ever had. I think it has to there. be like exported from Chicago <laughs> because nowhere
1: else will sell it. No. It, it, Can I buy Malort here in Kansas City? Yeah, for sure. Nope, <laughs> folks, forget banning books. <laughs> let's, ban go, Malort. let's go break Malort, Malort bottles in the streets. It's a terrible liqueur that does not taste good and is meant to make your friends... Hate you. ...writhe in pain when they drink it. <laughs> like, you make a terrible face when you when you drink it. And it's apparently a Swedish drink...
2: Yeah, okay, flavored yeah. ...flavored with
0: anus or wormwood. <laughs> it's
2: anise. <laughs> which, anise has, like, a licorice flavor.
0: Yeah, the bl- black licorice is anise. Yeah. Um, that explains a lot. Which I, I honestly like. Have it you ever had it then? I don't know. I don't think I've ever tried it. In no. C2E2, we went to
1: a bar and the guy was like, do you want a Chicago handshake? And I was like, careful, my wife's here. And he goes, no, it's an old style and a <laughs> shot on yeah, Malort. Yeah, old
2: style of Malort. and Malort. Why did he ask you? Because you already ordered an old and style? one of the two, th- <laughs> I did.
1: Because I'm cheap and i am uh, got a good palate.
2: So it is made in Chicago. Yeah. But, it, but it's... A A, a Swedish Carl Jepsen, a Swedish Jepsen company. (laughs) Carly Ray (laughs) Jepsen.
0: I'm I'm not going to read this because I will not be able to get through it with uh, (laughs) with me. Greg chiming in with jokes every five seconds. Okay, if you want to learn more about Malort, uh, (laughs) go somewhere else. Yeah, Google it yourself. All right, let's talk about comic book news, if we even have any. Only thing I know is Deadpool three
1: stopped. Or, or finished filming. Finished uh-huh. filming. filming. It's a whole different. Thing They're than done. Yeah. <laughs> they said no way. Um, and I mean, uh, fall of X is still happening. We're waiting for the beginning of the new X era. Th- we're still riding high off the Jason Aaron TMNT stuff. Not a whole lot is really,
2: yeah, cooking no, yet. No earth shaking news.
0: Yeah. Wow. How about that? So we get to go right into comic books. Vic is stumped, and we're going to go right into comic books. Well, we better have some tangents to go off on during these comic book conversations. I think sure. people love our 20-minute episodes. <laughs> Short and sweet.
2: We could talk about Malort some more.
1: Nah, we'll have to do a Malort taste test on the Patreon. Soon. Hell yeah. Sure.
0: Fair enough.
2: All right, I'll go first. Do it. Since I'm the only one with comics on the table.
0: Yeah, I'm a digital driver. But- for these episodes, Greg
2: and I both read Ghost Machine, but I'll start with Crashdown, which is on whatnot publishing, but it's a massive book, which is Sean Gordon Murphy's mm-hmm. imprint, right?
0: And I think that T is it like a Temple
2: Smith thing? That's, yeah, that's Temple Smith's logo. Okay. So he did the art. Uh are all
0: massive books on whatnot? I think so. Oh, uh, okay. Plot holes no is idea. for sure. Okay. That's uh, the only other one I know of is plot holes.
2: Yeah. Uh I don't know if Zorro is what not. It's not. But it was a Kickstarter thing.
1: Okay. Anyway. You mean Dirt Bike Zorro? Dirt Bike Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: I can go grab. Him. I'm a proud owner of that copy. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Vargas.
2: So, I yeah, I read Crashdown. It's by Comic Tom Oh, my God. Garcia. It says Comic Tom on the fucking cover. Yeah. Greg's not a fan of this guy. I'd never heard of him before. <sighs> He's just a lot. Apparently he's I'm just uh, coming,
0: this. coming from me. I'm exuding positivity <laughs> from this corner of the podcast.
2: Apparently he's a YouTuber, a spec guy.
0: Yeah, he's like
1: a, just a, a, a influencer in the comic book community. Boo. I,
0: I will say, I do have a hard time with a lot of comic book influencers because a lot of the conversation seems to be surrounding like, "Hey, do you want to rip off a bunch of people who like are in the fandom?" There is that undertone to it. It's weird. Right. Because it It does become about like money and selling things and, and like, man, unload these now, guys, because, and let all the idiots buy them because in a couple weeks, it's not going to be worth that much. And it's like, where are those idiots? Yeah.
1: I'm the idiot. (laughs) And then it's just like when they talk about when they buy like a, uh, someone's collection They're just like I got this on the cheap And you're just like You're talking about How you just fucked over somebody Yeah I don't like that part of like, it Like uh, That's not cool Yeah Like f- Way to brag about like Buying something for way cheaper Than it should be Totally and
0: That person's probably Watching the video Just like all ah, I mean like we're all, ex- we're all excited About getting deals Especially when you're like Long box diving At A Used bookstore Or something That it's yeah. like This is a chain or a place like a vintage stock. Yeah, it's like good on you. if yeah. you find like a hundred dollar yeah. book for like a dollar. It's like it's like stealing gum from Walmart. Who's it hurting? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but <laughs> but if you're like buying some guy's yeah, collection you, you and su- he doesn't know what he has, you and you're su- yeah, you sucker a widow out of like yeah some guy's like amazing. <laughs> this, this is the extreme amazing example. collection. Well, some poor widow comes we to you. S- we say that, but these are like how many. Uh, large comic retailers and resellers go to estate sales. It, yeah. A lot of the time, it's people trying to unload these things, and they, yeah. if you don't have anyone else bidding against you at an estate sale, you're buying a huge comic book collection very cheap. And I'm sure
1: a lot of people at home are listening going, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have done you, that too. You guys say this now. We put our money where our mouth is. Mike D... Once had a comic mailed to him, incorrectly. It was a first appearance at Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Slabbed. And what did he do? He
0: mailed it back like a good person. I did the right thing. (laughs) Against my wishes, (laughs) you mailed it back. Yeah, that hurt. So,
1: uh, you know, we do practice what we preach, folks.
0: I I emailed them, and I was like, any chance I won a contest or something?
1: (laughs) Before I tell you what you did... (laughs) Is there any chance I'm, like, the 18th customer or, like, I, my name was pulled from a hat? Yeah, right. Andy, tell us how this book was.
2: Oh, I was going to say sub to our Patreon. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, suckers. Because we are comic book influencers. I don't know for influencers. Sure, we no, are. I yeah. I think if you have a podcast that get, gets listened to, we're by... we're, we're comic book suggesters.
2: Sound off in the Discord if you've ever been influenced by this podcast, because I have, and now I host it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See everyone listening. If you are influenced enough, one day you too yeah, can host you, first You'll be sitting club. in my seat. It's generational. Yeah. yeah, really. We're the next to go. <laughs> Fuck. Uh... <laughs>
0: We'll rock paper scissors for it after the show.
2: Hopefully it's not you, because then we have to find a new place yeah. to record. Yeah, but right. I'm gonna fucking feel the
1: dreams into like a cornfield and just disappear.
2: Alright. So I read Crashdown. Um I again, I don't know who comic Tom is. I but what?
1: What? It unnerves me that he has to use his moniker on the book. Well, wouldn't he can't You can't just go by Tom so and so. Wouldn't you be First issue, Greg? No, no, because I wouldn't want to be known by something that I got... Po- like, I should be able to stand on my own name. Tom something. Whatever. Garcia. Tom Garcia. If I had to put air quotes comic Tom before it, <laughs> to sell a comic? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Weird. Hey, Weird Al does it. Hey, Taboo does it. No, When was the Whoa, last time you saw Al Yankovic on Weird Al is his character. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Maybe he wrote this in character. I don't know. I'm on.
1: He's he's rhyming and played an accordion <laughs> while he's writing this comic.
0: I got you, Comic Tom. Don't
1: worry about these guys. Yo, com- <laughs> canon now. Mike D is a Comic
0: Tom protector. <laughs> apologist. I haven't seen one of your videos, but hey, Yeah, you may be fucked here pretty soon. Yeah, that's true. Canceled. Yeah, watch what he says.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Women in comics, am yeah. I right? Yeah. Next episode, you had to f- do a full-on redaction. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hello everyone. Last week I made
2: <laughs> Well, I'm going to review sorry, his sorry, comic. Sorry, so, sorry, sorry. Uh so Crashdown it's I mean it's a lot like the other Temple Smith comic I've read. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of sci-fi, a lot of cosmic kind of horror. Um have you guys seen uh Event Horizon? Mm-hmm. It's Event Horizon. Cool. Oh. So they <laughs> They're on Earth, and they go into cryo sleep to go to this new planet to colonize a world. Uh, They wake up, and there's things amiss with the ship. Uh, And then they crash on the planet, and there's big monsters.
1: And at the end, the Statue of Liberty is buried in the sand. That's it. (laughs) And the main character goes, you did it, you damn dirty apes, you
0: did it. So it's interesting that this is a massive imprint title. Yeah. And Sean Gordon Murphy doesn't have anything to do with it? Nothing to do with it. He proofread it.
2: And, you know, I was looking. He might have edited it. At the front, I looked specifically. Massive Publishing, he is not listed anywhere on Massive. Hmm. So I don't know if he's just like the flagship creator for
1: Massive. Oh, yeah, maybe it's not his his imprint proper. Yeah, so. You mean comic Sean Gordon Murphy isn't? (laughs) Mentioned anywhere? Else? Draws,
2: cars, Sean Gordon Murphy. <laughs> uh, so, what did I think of Crashdown? I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, the flipping through it, it looks. I mean, nice. there's, there's a lot of, there's some cool splash pages in here.
0: Yeah, I like the art.
2: You know, that's the title page. Temple Smith is always on point. I mean, that stuff's insane. The last reveal. The, the main character's got like a squiddly diddly in her leg. That's oh, going to be something.
0: Okay. Uh, but let me, let me at least say this about it. If you're going to say, okay, this is Event Horizon. It's Event Horizon at sea? Yeah. Uh, underwater. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's like they crash land on like a, it looks like a water planet. Yeah. Yes. That's a, it's a like, twist. Yeah. Like yeah. An Avatar planet. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> the way of water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um an avatar planet <laughs> what?
1: the Na- the na'vi <laughs> one of the several and... na'vi planets yes this... uh, well okay this noob over here <laughs> there's only one do you know how many tribes there are in the na'vi do you seven <laughs> <laughs> okay you got me listen aliens is your thing <laughs> <Yeah. The> avatar's, <laughs> avatar's mine stars
2: is, is yours <laughs> uh so i thought it was pretty good um it feels, unfortunately, like a lot of Templesmith books, that it's just going to end up as dollar bin fodder. Hmm. Like, it doesn't feel groundbreaking, but it it scratches an itch for me. I love this kind of sci-fi yeah. horror stuff, so I don't know. All right, right on.
1: Okay. Good for them. It's a vibe. Yeah, it's a Check vibe. it out. It's a vibe. Now we get
2: to talk about Ghost Machine. Now, and we, I know Greg now, we, has, now we
1: get to talk about Ghost Machine. Greg
2: has big thoughts on Ghost Machine.
1: For what it is, it should have been double the page account. What these, do you mean for these, what it is? These stories were not this this is like a a taster of what Ghost Machine's gonna be.
2: This is Ghost Machine's Devil's
0: Cut.
1: Okay. This this book should have been thirty-two more pages to make the stories a
0: little longer and for me to give a shit about it. Yeah. Yeah, let's so I'll explain what I think it is. Is a connected universe. Yep. That's based around the initial character that Jeff Johns Created. Yep, called Geiger. Um, The Geigerverse is what they're calling it. And this is introducing. So this this book has several new characters. It has three new characters because it's introducing three or four comic books that are going to spin out of this, right? Right. So we've uh, there's characters in here that we already know:
1: Redcoat, um, Geiger, the robot army guy, Junkyard Joe, Joe, and a few others. And they introduced some. New characters at the end that are like uh, robot animal people, like Power Ranger kind of things. Yeah. So, so,
2: so the un the unnamed is. Yeah, it's it,
0: killing me, Vargas. I know. Look at what you just did. It's fine. Oh, the crease. Oh yeah, he just opened up a comic. At book least he didn't like crack it on the back too. And just slid like... his hand down the middle to like flatten it. It's not even on the. Oh, no,
2: my first appearance of the red coat.
1: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) First of all, this is not the first appearance of the red coat. Oh, yeah.
2: My first appearance of
0: the first ghost. The pig guy. (laughs) Do you have your phone? Yeah. Is the first uh, issue of Geiger worth anything? It kind of is. It It pops off a little bit, yeah. Uh,
2: Okay, so while Greg's looking that up, so their whole deal for Ghost Machine is this connected, untamed Or sorry, unnamed connected universe.
0: Can I just say? Go ahead, pop off, King. Why call it Ghost Machine? Oh, it's five bucks. That's their. That's their company. Their company's called Ghost Machine. That's the the collective. Yeah. That's the distillery. Then. Okay. Yeah. And because I'm just saying, you could put in the. True. No, but so <laughs> there's like go- too many other things circling
1: Ghost Machine. You so know Ghost I mean? Ma- Ghost Machine is like the name of the company, and they're the, what they're doing is really cool. It's like an artist-owned mm-hmm. and like money given out directly to the artists and creators who work on the book. Okay, that's crackerjack. I mean, you know, that's dynamite. Um, so I, I do really respect what they're doing with the Ghost Machine collective and idea, and the and the, and the camaraderie behind um, their pitch and all that.
2: Yeah, so the, they have this whole connected universe with all these different characters and blah, yep. blah, blah. It's all going to be fleshed out. Um, that's their flagship stuff, mm-hmm. I think, like like Greg was saying. Uh, but beyond that, they also have the cover character, I suppose, is this Rook. Rook
1: Exodus.
2: Uh, I actually like this story. I thought it was, okay. I know, Greg didn't. It, it it's fun. not
1: that I don't like it, but it, just, it, it feels like something that Image has already done with Wildcats, Wetworks, Spawn, was like, they're doing this again. Sure. They're doing, like, the a big collected superhero new extreme
0: universe. Yeah. Okay. The Radiant Black one got away from me fast they did go hog that wild that's another thing with that image was just like now it's a whole universe and you got spin-off series and you're just like oh my god it got like really really big and i'll say that one was like at least they were all like different colors of radiance for a while yeah now they're like fully different characters but, and there, there was and a, that's when i was like i can't follow this anymore it's there too was big. big fan support for radiant black like i saw a ton of people just like
1: oh man like radiant black is like all like that's it that's i just love radiant black yeah i haven't seen it yet for this this geiger verse stuff but i mean
2: well it hasn't really launched yet mm-hmm. like they're they're restarting geiger with a new number one they're launching red coat is going to be one of their things and then what was the other one that's launching in april the northerner northerner or something uh or junkyard joe whatever um in April. Okay. That that stuff's
1: launching. Yep. Um,
2: so then we've got
1: Seems like a lot. There's there's a lot of buy-in for this.
2: Yeah. But then we've got Rook Exodus that's outside the connected universe.
1: What? But still in
2: No. It's I mean, it's not on the timeline. <laughs> okay. Why? Not on the timeline. Okay. Uh it does it's it's on a different planet mm-hmm. and the animals have all been genetically engineered, and these guys were these cool animal masks, and they control the animals that their mask is of. Okay. So Rook controls crows, and his buddy- Swine. His buddy, Rocksteady, <laughs> controls <laughs> pigs.
0: I do like crows. You follow that guy on Instagram who's like, the crows are here. You no. know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, there's this My guy- grandpa? Who, there's this guy who feeds crows.
1: <laughs> I all the guy that feeds squirrels, but not the guy that feeds crows. Yeah. I'll send
0: Uh, send you some details. Come on,
2: those
1: masks are bomb ass. Yeah, those are really cool. They're cool. I'm okay. Where do you go with there?
2: Do do they have them fight each other? Yeah, you have some of the some of the mask guys are evil and some of the mask guys are good and you have them fight each other. I want to see
0: the crow guy talk to the elk guy. Totally, this is a thing that I'm into now. These characters. Look at hot how hot direwolf is. Fucking cool. All right, these are awesome.
2: This was this was the thing that got me excited.
1: I uh, out of all that, I agree with that. Yeah, that uh, this new concept in, in There's like the spider mask that looks dope. The Spider Man. Yep, he's there. This guy's a turtle. Bummer, pulled the short <laughs> straw on that one. The title character controls birds.
2: Yeah. attack them.
0: Yeah. Ah. Yeah, ah. but okay. And that, that I guess the, the title little. Rook Exodus confusing makes it sound like it's a thing that exists somewhere else as a different thing already like first so, there was rook yeah like, the, like Do and, i need to read rook before i read rook exodus yes yeah well, it's not okay. a great title but the so the
2: plot though is rook is the character that controls crows uh-huh. rooks are a type of corvid which is the genus that crows and ravens are in christ here he goes
1: <laughs> we get it you're a bird guy. <laughs>
2: A big bird guy, and he, they're trying to you get. You read zoo books? We get it. He likes Big Bird. <laughs> it's called attack, it. Big Bird.
1: Okay, <laughs> come here, fuckhead.
2: <laughs> it's called Rook Exodus because they're trying to get off of the planet. Oh, did you not get that from the story? They're uh, trying to collect parts of a rocket ship to get off the planet.
1: Young, know, I'm, I'm going to be straight with everyone here, and who was ever listening. <laughs> I pieced out about halfway through this story when I saw what they were doing. Dude, you should have kept going with it. Okay. Uh,
2: and then there's like they have like family stuff, a, a new like imprint. Yeah, so now imprint. they have like a
1: family uh line of books. Yeah.
2: Um, Weird. That's so that's in the back, and then what was the uh, this Hyde Street thing is like their horror line, and I thought yeah that, that looks really sick. Um, this although this horns and Halo from the family thing, I think might have some promise. Cause it's like two kids and one's a demon and one's an angel and mm-hmm. they like get into hijinks.
1: Yeah. Coming next to Disney channel.
2: Yeah. Uh But Hyde, yeah, Hyde street I think has, has some legs. So I don't know. I'll, I will probably, I didn't really get into Geiger the first time around. Same. So I'm, I will probably pick up Redcoat cause I like the idea of this immortal British soldier meeting. Um Isn't he like a bad guy though? Well, he's he's like a like a rogue, like a lovable scamp who's like
1: just out for himself. He's the main character from uh, he's been alive. Serenity previous yeah. to 1770. He, he
2: became immortal in 1776. Oh, OK, got it. And through he tells a story in the book about meeting like Einstein as a 14 year old mm-hmm. and meeting <laughs> Calamity Jane and all like historical figures. OK, so I think that sounds I don't know, like it could be potentially fun. And Rook is the thing that is really exciting for me. First Ghost, I think, is about literally a ghost president. And I'm not. Okay.
1: Oh, hold on. Full stop. That sounds great. <laughs> or the first ghost ever in the world. No, no, no. He's just like wandering it, around by himself. They have like a breakdown
2: of of like the lady from First Ghost. And I think it's either. The president this is the president mm-hmm. president Sarah Nash her first appearance will be in first ghost number one she does not appear in this book she's right there she she's right here but
0: I, I... promotions are not cameos or first appearances
1: so the people that got their previews slabbed for yeah, miles Morales you're a fucking
0: joker
2: <laughs> I I think it's either her or her husband that are gonna be the first ghost
0: I
1: Love that idea. (laughs) Of course you do. That is the right amount of
0: juice that I'm looking for to get me peaked in a comic book. I think the right way to look at this is that there's a handful of different comics coming out. Mm -hmm. Enjoy them as you will. Yeah. Like, but marketed this way, it seems like, hey, we're launched. Obviously, we started this conversation comparing it to like radiant. Black supermassive stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, it doesn't seem like it's that. Right. Well, the,
2: their flagship thing is the unnamed. So that's Geiger. Which is the Geigerverse. Geiger, Red Coat, um,
1: Junkyard Joe, Junkyard Joe, Northerner, all So that all those things. Those, they're all exist in the same in universe. The same universe yes.
2: And, and we will talk to each other and be. Even that first ghost, American Widow X, the monster—I don't know what all that stuff is. Yeah. But that's—it's all on a timeline. They all exist together. Geiger is gonna kiss Red Coat at some point.
1: <laughs> we can only hope. Uh,
2: so that's that's again that's their flagship thing. Yeah, okay. That's gonna be the, what they're pushing. Got it. Outside of that, they have the Rook. So maybe the Rook gets on his ship and he goes to—he goes through a black hole.
1: The Rook seems like Announce a Void Rivals us. thing to me of just yeah. like, they're going to be like, oh, we finally, we we achieve the exodus. And when they arrive on Geiger Planet, they're just like,
2: no. <laughs> now we have to kiss Geiger. <laughs> Who's this ghost president? <laughs> <laughs> My birds came with me. Yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> okay. So that's Ghost Machine. That is Ghost Machine. Ba-dum-dum.
2: Now that we've talked about it, uh-huh. Greg. uh uh-huh. Are you revising your thoughts at all?
0: Uh, w- I, went no. on, I went on so many ups and downs during that conversation <laughs> as to like whether I was excited about any of it or wasn't. I, I have just come out the other side confused. And I, I think I am going to buy the Rook comics, though, because that yeah, the idea sounds cool.
1: The problem is I wasn't excited when I read Geiger the first time. Yeah, so Dang, I, that so wasn't really I, for me. So when I found out they were expanding that universe, I was like, oh, okay. And like, I, I, I remember being like, seeing the first time I saw Junkyard Joe, I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. And then I found out it was like a set in the Geigerverse thing. I was like, oh, then I don't want this at all. Yeah. Like, it almost tainted other books that were around it. I was like, I, I don't want any of that. So, all right. Well, that's Geiger Geiger fans, you're eaten, so congratulations. True.
2: Although Uh, I hope they do another glow-in-the-dark cover, because that glow-in-the-dark cover for Geiger 1 was sick as hell. Yeah, keep those
1: up. Those are cool. Uh, I also read Al Ewing's Resurrection of Magneto, and I probably shouldn't have, because it was a lot of exposition, like a lot a lot of stuff, and I've been off X-Men books for a hot minute, and all of it was a little confusing.
2: Can I say, real quick, yeah. just to interject, yeah. how did we have Jonathan Hickman writing X-Men and not get a book called Exposition? That's <laughs> funny. He
1: wasn't on there long enough.
2: That's a good bit, though, right?
0: Yeah, it is pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, a, 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 a potential tweet lost to time. Just forever. Mm-hmm. It's called an X now? You missed, just missed your window. <laughs> That's another thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, so the, what I'm really saying is I'm excited to see Mike D read Resurrection of Magneto. I'll we'll see if I like it. And then maybe, yeah, we can see what happens. Okay.
0: <laughs> a lot of storm. Lots of storm in this. Yeah. Well, Yeah, he died in the midst of X-Men Red mm-hmm. as a kind of- In the coolest ass way possible. Regent to Araco. Uh, Yeah, really awesome storyline. Okay. So, a lot of mutual respect between Storm and, and Magneto at this point. Do they kiss? No. Vargas always wanting his comic character. There's kissing, to kiss. but not between He's Storm and Magneto. Pushing his pages together. Kiss.
1: Kiss, Geiger. Kiss yourself.
2: <laughs> kiss Rook's birds. <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh. And that's all I read. Okay. I read those. I was so bummed out from those two things. I was like, I'm done reading comics for today.
0: (laughs) Folded my phone. (laughs) Put it away. All right. Well, I went months back to read a book that uh, we did not cover, I don't believe, out on AWA, uh, Red Light. Oh. Oh yeah. Is like an erotic thriller. Mm-hmm. So there's kissing. So there is kissing. This is a but you gotta pay to play. Yeah, this is a Oh, but she's a robot. Oh, I've heard of this book. This is a future scenario thing wherein you've got a, like a red light district, mm-hmm. but in the future sex workers are kind of replaced with androids. Mm-hmm. And this book was really good. It was really You read it? I read it, but we never, we never talked about it. Yeah. It was really interesting. You follow this one android in particular mm-hmm. who is working on her birthday. Mm-hmm. And she is one of the first, if not the first android <laughs> that is programmed to have empathy. Mm-hmm. So she takes her job or, like, any violence that comes her way as, like, you know, this person had a rough upbringing or, like, I feel so sorry for, like, whatever happened to this person that made them the way they are. Mm -hmm. And she's trapped in this awful sex work thing, but I think is only programmed to have, like, so much self-awareness or cognitive ability for her situation whatever um but then she meets a little girl who's also living in this like brothel and finds out she's human Mm -hmm. and at that point because again she's got empathy for the people she meets but she's never met good people a little girl like (laughs) who's an innocent before she's only meeting the men who come through so at that point she's like i'm gonna do fucking something about this Mm -hmm. and that's where the first issue ends yeah um it's while while, you can look at this book through a lot of different lenses Mm -hmm. i think it is really heady it's written by a pair of women so it's it's not male gazey at all it feels like a commentary on Sex work a commentary on sexual violence. Yeah. A commentary on, you know, feminism and liberation of women. It's doing a, a lot of stuff. Mm. And I always love when you get these comics that look like you know the cover is like very male gazey mm. and then you get inside the comic and it's like feminism, feminism, feminism. Yeah, Gotcha? Like, so <laughs> exactly right. Um, there was medicine in that cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's a very accessible sci fi read. And it makes mm. you like it's, it's, the, this is the art of first issues at its finest, where you, they make you really feel for and know this character mm-hmm. really quickly without a ton of exposition, just through like, a lot of her interactions and a little bit of internal dialogue. Um, and by the end of it, you are just like, fuck. Yeah. Like let's go on this ride that this comic's about to take me on. I'm like very excited about it.
1: Yeah. So like this book and um, like love sick and a couple other books that came out in 2023 mm-hmm. have really opened this conversation about what is consent. Yeah. And this book takes it to another level because
0: it's an Android but and, and, but we're but we're commenting on like thinking of women as things yeah exactly and it also gets to the point where like this person has empathy mm-hmm. so they have real feelings they have um this this android can feel pain. Yes. And it's like why program this thing to feel pain? Exactly. Because you like it. Yes. Like and that's fucked up. The idea of wanting to make something hurt. Mm-hmm. This is also doing a thing wherein it is the androids are being constructed more and more with like You know, 3D printed organs and all this stuff that is making them a step closer to just like they might as well be real, like real organic people at this point. But everyone feels better about treating them like they're things because they've been othered in this certain way, right? Right. Yeah. And you know, how long have women all over the world been? Put in a category of other to mm-hmm. a lot of in a lot of industries and in a lot of you know societies. So, so yes, yeah, <laughs> society. So um, this I I really do think this is a wonderful comic and it does a lot a lot in the little room that it has in between these you know like thirty two pages. Um, so it's a big recommend from me. But again. Um, erotic thriller you need to be a fan of that genre to like this comic sexual violence you have to know that that's going to happen in here so trigger warnings mm-hmm. about reading this comic book but if you can if you can handle that stuff i'm really excited to i just back ordered um the rest of it the rest of it cuz this book did come out a, a couple months ago so the rest of it Or almost all the rest. It's only a four-issue series, so an easy one to read through. Yeah, and I don't think this book necessarily like sold like hotcakes either. So you could probably walk into your comic shop and still pick up the first issue as a back issue. So they'd love to see you. Big time, big time. Recommend on Red Light.
2: AWA man. Sometimes they just knock them out of the park.
0: Yeah, there's something I really like about AWA in that. They do a lot of prestige feeling stuff because it's proven writers or people, even the new writers who are like coming to comics for the first time, like have a history in some sort of arena that makes them like, it'd be interesting to read what that person did with sci-fi yeah. because they're, you know, a writer in some other, in some other realm. Um, and they're all like kind of minis. So yeah. You can hop in and hop out of a full and complete story. That doesn't—that means they don't have to be written like a very traditional comic that gets like strung out forever and ever in a very mm-hmm. like soap opera-y, never-ending sort of way. Yeah. So they can be. AWA has a lot of like good entry points for newer readers or readers who want something with a little more oomph. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely more of like
1: a. a... I don't I don't want to say grittier, but it's definitely just, like, in-the-shadows type stories. And, like, they're told a stories of, like, people on the fringe or, like, that lead kind of, like, harder lives. So if you're into that kind of genre or storytelling, that's, like, the best place to go to read it.
2: As soon as some movie studio,
1: like, oh, God, picks yeah.
2: up their first book, you know... Yeah. Sins of the Sultan Sea or, you know, red. Alex Garland gets red light. You know, Yeah. Th- it's going to be incredible and people are going to be snapping this stuff up.
0: Hell yeah. Uh, the only other uh, first that I read uh, is something that Vargas covered last week or the week before, which was Pine and Merrimack. It was a good book. Our, yeah, our pal Kyle, Kyle Starks wrote this one and I really liked it. If you didn't catch the first episode just really quick, it's a husband wife uh detect like private eye group and they're just solving crimes around their small town. Yep. And someone comes to them with a missing person's case which they normally don't take, but it struck a chord with the wife of the pair who is kind of the brains of the operation and the husband is the muscle. Because she had a sister who disappeared and, and they found murdered. So you're going to have some personal stuff going on there. Maybe even a chance that they find the murderer of this kid. It was the murderer of her the sister. The yeah. sister, like long ago or something. Or this is like some ongoing thing that's been happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so, really interesting. Uh, comic, I think that's got some good legs to stand on. The thing I, I like private eye stuff.
2: The thing I walked away with mostly about this book was that it, it felt so much like a TV show,
0: yeah, like good pilot of a show, yeah, yeah. like Zolian Isles,
2: yeah, I mean, something, whatever, <laughs> Remington Steel,
1: yeah, Bip and Bop,
2: <laughs> yeah, uh. To its credit, right? Not like slamming it in in any way. Like it felt, these are characters that you could easily see people investing in, like in a TV show.
0: Totally. A lot of fun. That's it for me. We did it. We did it again. Every time.
1: Like Mike D said, if you want more of First Issue Club, go to patreon.com slash firstissueclub. We're on all social medias. Look out for future content. We're going to Planet Comic Con and C2E2 in a couple months. We'll have a bunch of extra stuff on our main feeds and on the Patreon feed. You don't want to miss out on those. Vargas has been putting our episodes up on the YouTube. Yep. For all you uh, listeners that like to watch, you can watch us do the show right now that you're listening to. So head on over there. And until next week,
0: bye-bye. First Issue Club is edited and produced by Mike DeStacy, Greg Lichtig, and Andy Vargas. Follow us on social media at First Issue Club, and check out our Patreon for videos, audio, and more at patreon.com slash firstissueclub.